What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business. I hope everyone's having a happy and safe holidays, whatever it is that you celebrate, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, uh, Christmas, New Year's, all that good jazz. Um, yeah, uh, this podcast is available on all platforms. So if you're on Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, shout out to Apple, uh, shout out to everybody that's listening to this podcast as well. You know, we got almost at the end of the year, man. I hope 2021 has been a great year for everybody that's listening to this podcast. I know it's been a great year for me, probably one of my best years ever on so many different reasons, personal, professional, and everything. And then I got y'all, the fam, uh, who's out here listening all over the world. Um, I actually ran a little quick diagnostic, so I got some numbers back to me this year. And it was amazing, man. I got people all over the world that showing me love. So shout out to everybody in Germany, Japan. The Middle East, uh, Europe, Africa. Shout out to everybody all over the world for uh, showing me some love. So I definitely appreciate that. Um, I hope everybody got all their holiday shopping out because this last week was the last, technically the last weekend before Christmas. So I hope y'all ain't one of those late, late last minute shoppers. So, you know, email the show. Let me know if you're a late minute, last minute person. Are you somebody who does something immediately as soon as the holiday season comes out? Because I know I'm the last minute person. So uh, it is, it is what it is. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and dive right into it. We're going to talk about a, a little bit of uh, winners and losers like we do um, in, in, in the football world in week 15. Um, we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about something because I just got some breaking news just just as I was recording this or just as of this recording uh, just popped up on my notification. So, um, yeah, I'm going to dig right into that. Um, we're going to keep it a buck about some uh, some basketball as well. And I'm also going to give you my dummy of the day. It's going to tie into basketball and something else. So. Without further ado, yeah, week week fifteen has been an interesting week. We had a couple. I think we had about four games that had to get rescheduled um, due to COVID. Today was a doubleheader in Monday in, in Monday football. My beloved Raiders. I mean, they my beloved Raiders, y'all. Y'all know how I feel about them. The most Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde team in the world. Somehow they beat a, a COVID ridden riddled uh, Cleveland Browns team. Um, they made it happen, but I mean, they should have smoked them, boys. Anyways, my, my my week 15 winners, yo, the Detroit Lions have won a couple of games. They stringing along, you know, they ain't playing too bad. Yo, the Lions sat there and, and, and went to work on doggone, on doggone everybody, in, or they, they went to work on the Arizona Cardinals. Um, they beat them 30 to 12. That's not a, that's not something to do. That's not an easy task, especially when the Arizona Cardinals this entire year has been the best team, probably not only in football, but definitely in the NFC. So for them to be able to, you know, get a big home win, turn the ball, you know, they got the Cardinals to turn the ball over multiple times and they played hard. And and think about the, the Detroit Lions this year. And I know they started off, I believe, 0 and 10 and 1 or something like that, is that they played hard. I know Dan Campbell, the head coach of the Detroit Lions, you know, he went up on one of those press conferences and he was crying, but it was crying, you know, tears of frustration. Um, it looks like they got the monkey off the back when they were able to beat, I believe it was the Vikings to get their first win. And now, you know, they, they, they look like they got, they look like they're playing with something. Looks like Jared Goff, who I don't know how he has the Cardinals number, but he's, I believe, like 8-1 and one against the Arizona Cardinals throughout his career. And I think he's like 4-0 and oh against uh, Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, the head coach of the Cardinals. So, 
I mean, they, 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 they're working with something, and that's a huge win. That's something for them to build their momentum. And I know a lot of these people, a lot of these people are like, oh, but a win hurts them in their draft stock. Man, you tell any one of those 53 players down there right now that if they keep losing that, you know, that's going to help them in their draft. They don't give a damn about where they stand in the draft. They're trying to win games. They don't care about what's going to happen in the draft class or anything like that. I'm pretty sure the upper management and the front office feels otherwise. But you tell one of them 53 players, 50, the 53 players on that on that roster, yo, keep losing, keep losing, keep losing. Man, they ain't going for that. Them boys are trying to win every game that they that's that's right there in front of them. So I'm happy for the Lions. I mean, they're trying to get it together. And um, beating the Cardinals, that, that's a huge win. And that's a bad loss for the Cardinals. They just didn't show up to play. Um, and they, they got now they got work to do because Green Bay ain't playing no games. They, they right there. And my other winners this week is the chart. Uh, the Chiefs. I'm sorry. The Chiefs probably have the Chiefs and the and the card. Uh, the the Los Angeles Chargers. I was about to call them the San Diego Chargers. Yo, for that to be a one, you already know how I feel about Thursday night games. Usually nine times out of ten, they're they're bad. They're this just a bad product. They're not entertaining. And I know it's a money grab for them to get ratings and yada yada yada. But the games are bad. They they have bad matchups. For but for this to be a a good old-fashioned AFC West matchup, and for them to have what they had, uh, it was a great game. It looks like, you know, nobody wanted to go for field goals for some reason when they were down in the goal line, and everybody wanted to keep going for it for four on fourth and goal and, and, and whatnot, but the Kansas City Chiefs came out, and they dug deep, and they figured it out. Tra- uh, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, I mean, they hooked up and, and made things happen, uh, but that was a good one for the Chiefs. The Chiefs are they're they're winning, and it looks like their offense is coming alive just a tad bit um, compared to what it has been. And, and, and the Chargers, I mean, huh. and this is another team that just they just know how to lose games. That's a team. That's a game that they had in the bag, um, but their defense let them off the hook, and they couldn't figure it out. So. Um, the huge win for Kansas City to come on a Thursday short week to come across, you know, halfway across the country, make some things happen, and for them to dig deep and figure it out and get that dub. So shout out to the Chiefs on that. And my other, my other winner, man, yo, the, the, the Saturday, the, what was supposed to be the Saturday doubleheader, and just being the Saturday singleheader, and that was a big win for the New uh, in, the Indianapolis Colts. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, Indianapolis Colts being able to beat the New England Patriots. The Patriots have been on a nice hot winning streak. I think at one point they had secured the number one. They, they were locked in for the number one over uh, seed for the AFC and in, in, in Indianapolis. Man, I, I can't put my finger on them on how good is that team because they have good wins and sometimes they have bad losses. But a good win like last uh, this past Saturday against the Colts, beating them 17, 27 to 17. That ain't no joke. And I'm telling y'all right now, Jonathan Taylor is got to be my, my my MVP vote. If I had a vote in MVP right now, I think I'm going to give it to John, John, Jonathan Taylor just based off the fact that my man's out here just straight balling, straight balling, um, throwing up MVP, MVP stats. So um, you got to give you got to give your heads off, hats off to them boys because they, they did their thing yesterday or on Saturday. And, you know, now we got to talk about some losers and <laughs> the Ravens. What was y'all thinking? What is... What is what is what what's up with these hardball coaches, y'all? I mean, you you, you can tie the game on four. You can tie the game with a couple of seconds left, and, and you go for two points against the Green Bay Packers. That's just dumb. Um, they were you know it was 30, 30, 30 to thirty one. They lose the game on a two point on a botched two point conversion. And I know people are saying, well, Aaron Rodgers had thirty some seconds left. Um, ain't no telling. I think they only had one or one timeout, which I mean. Yeah, you want to play, you, you know, you want to play to win the game, but at the same time, you're at home. 
you just took all the momentum around away from the Packers. Granted, that's that's something that you gotta you gotta live for and at least tie the game up. So the worst case scenario, if Aaron Rodgers does drive the ball down the field and who's to say Mason Crosby uh, misses the field goal, you get to go into overtime with the possibility of getting the ball back at least one more time to be able to at least try to win the game. These these gut calls, these analytical calls that that John Harbaugh has been doing. That was just the bonehead coaching flaw. I just didn't get that. And for them, and not to mention, they didn't have Lamar Jackson. The Hundley kid, the backup quarterback, didn't play a bad game. I think he had two throwing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. I don't even think Lamar Jackson's done that in his career, if I'm not mistaken. So my man, had all. they had all the momentum on their side, and they still decided to go for two. I just I just don't get that, y'all. Um, so that's got to be one of my, that's, you just off rip, you're going to be a loser this week. Second set of losers. Yo, the Bucks looked bad yesterday. And I know Mike Evans got hurt. Chris Godwin's gone for the year. Uh, Leonard Fournette got hurt. And Tom Brady was out there with with, with uh, just Rob Gronkowski. And I don't even think AB played. But, I mean, Gronkowski dropped a whole bunch of bad balls. I mean, the defense did what they're supposed to do. They held the, the Saints to just nine points. You should be able to beat anybody. But, damn, Tom Brady, you couldn't get nothing going for them boys. Where you didn't even score a, 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 a field goal, you couldn't even get a field goal off the board. So, you know, the Saints for them to shut out the the Bucks—that's impressive, but that's a bad loss, especially at home against the Bucks. For the Bucks, I should say, it's a bad loss for them. Um, and then the Titans, man, ugh. The Titans. I mean, Pittsburgh has figured out a way to stay in these games, but the Tennessee Titans had every reason to blow them boys out, and they couldn't do it. They couldn't do it, and they laid an egg. And that, that tackle by Joe Hayden on the fourth and short, that was a clutch play. But, man, the Tennessee Titans, I know they got a lot of injuries hitting them left and right, but they got to do better, and that's just a bad loss that they couldn't afford. <coughs> Excuse me, that they couldn't afford. Um, they're right. I know they're in a sorry division in the AFC South, but Indianapolis looks like they're trying to get it together. They're starting to crank it up a little bit, so they might be able to apply a little bit more pressure. But, I mean, Ryan Tannehill, he didn't, I mean, 153 yards passing. That's not good. That's not good at all, ladies and gentlemen. So that's just a bad loss um, all the way together. So there you have them. Those are my weekend week 15 winners and losers in this in this wild and crazy parody of the NFL that we we live in. Um, the season's just been weird, and you still got a whole bunch of teams that are still in the thick of th- thick of things. And isn't I mean I don't know who's good, and I really don't know who's bad right now. You had the Cardinals, um, the Cardinals and Bucks had really bad losses in, in my opinion, um, and the Tennessee Titans. That's another one that that's a bad loss. So. I don't know who's good and who's bad right now, so we'll, you know we'll see. Um, we'll see. Hey y'all, uh, let's keep yo. So switching off in football, we are gonna move into basketball. Hey y'all, I don't know how you, I don't know how how y'all feel about this, but uh, I'm gonna tell y'all right now, the Lakers stink. Um, I, I mean, let's there's no way around it. Um, you can't put pip, uh, lipstick on a pig and hope that it looks like a dying piece because that thing's still gonna be a pig with lipstick on it, and that's what. The Los Angeles Lakers look like right now. I mean, they had another bad loss yesterday against the Bulls. I, I, this is a team that just looks like they got a whole bunch of Grady's from Sanford and Son just running around, just playing right now. They're the slowest team in pacing. They're one game above 500 right now. They're in the seventh seed. Um, so I don't, I don't know what they can do to get better. I know there's word on the street that uh, they might be putting in Russell Westbrook on the trading block. But what are you going to get in return? Because his trade stock is not going to be very high. Um, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me again. 
Anthony Davis is out for another month. I mean, Mr. Glass, I mean, I know this last injury was, you know, was a freak accident. Somebody bumped in his knee, but I feel like it's something every time with this dude. I mean, it feels like it just like I just cough right now. I feel like just once you cough on this dude, he's going to go out with an injury. He's going to be out four to six weeks. So I don't know what the, what the, what in the world is going on with AD. Um, he's got all the talents to be a top five player, but his durability is to bottom 50, 50, 5500. I mean, my man can't stay healthy if his life depended on it. So here we go again with AD in a in a MCL sprain, which isn't nothing to, to glance at and for him to get it together, um, for him to bounce back so easily. He's going to take time. It's probably going to be a four to six week injury. They're probably not going to rush him back. But at the same time, they can't afford to be losing so many more games. Right now, they would be in the playing tournament. And I don't think that's a thing that they want to be in. With the Cats like the Minnesota, with, with Dallas in the, in the mix, mix of things, they just can't do it. Um, so, yeah, the Lakers stink. And I don't know how they're going to fix it. If you're going to plan on trading for Russell Westbrook, be prepared to get pennies on a dollar because he's not going to get you a whole lot in return. Um, I, I don't know what they can do to get better at this point. LeBron James, year 19. He's not slowing down, but also at the same time, it's like he is slowing down in his standard. And it just, it just doesn't look good. Um, so I, I don't know how they're going to fix it. They have a, well, I don't know if they're going to play this week. Um, and I'm about to get into that right now. Hey y'all, COVID ain't playing right now. Um, and the sports leagues, you know, they're not, <clears throat> excuse me. They're not, they're not taking this lightly. You've seen, you know, a whole bunch of football games this week alone, just get rescheduled. Um, I just got word that, um, hockey is actually taking a pause until after the Christmas break. They're not, they're suspending all their games. Um, I believe the Nets and the Bulls and a couple other teams, they pause their games for a few more days. Um, this, it's not, this isn't a joke. And for me, when I'm looking at the sporting world being super duper proactive right now with all of these different positive tests and things like that, um, shout out to the pro sports teams actually, you know, figuring it out because I know there was a huge um, uproar with, with especially with the NFL, with them having a Saturday slate game where they thought that they would, it would be a money grab being able to grab all the ratings because there was no competition for them in theory. Um, they had, they were, their hand was forced and they had to push the Raiders against the Browns game back to today COVID ain't playing y'all COVID is not playing and 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 once when people start realizing it the better off they'll be um and I'm gonna keep it real right now I don't know if the Nets and the Lakers are even gonna play this week um on Christmas day so I think a lot of these Christmas games are gonna be in jeopardy and if I had to take and this is a hot take for me I'm assuming let's let's just keep it safe if I had to if I had to bet on something I would assume the NBA is gonna suspend play probably right after Christmas, if I had to take a guess, if not before. You've already got three teams that are out of out of commission right now. If you got three teams that are out of commission, you're probably going to see a whole bunch of other teams because it's a trickle-down league. If all these players are getting out left and right, having to test all these positive tests, I mean, the Golden State Warriors right now already have two players with Jordan Poole as well as Andrew Wiggins, I believe, is in COVID protocols. I mean, you got to do what you got to do to stay safe. Um, and I know the NBA's just changed their... Um, their testing policies as well as their call-up policies. So I was talking to a good friend of mine the other day. Hey, man, it's going to be a whole bunch of uh, cats that are on these uh, 10-day contracts that's about to break the bank, and they're probably going to get put on notice, and they're going to get their big break pretty soon is what I'm assuming is going to end up happening. If not, I'm pretty sure the league is going to shut down real soon. Um, I would be shocked that they're going to keep playing. Um, Like I said, I think the Lakers and the Nets game might be in jeopardy. We'll see. Um, that's six days from now. And I know Kevin Durant, James Harden, 
and this idiot, aka number eleven, is all tested positive for COVID. What was the what was the New Jersey? What was the Brooklyn Nets thinking? And I know this is this was breaking news. I believe last week. I haven't gotten it. I haven't really spoken about it because I mean, I always I always feel like whenever I, I this is why I don't never never mention his name. I feel like this dude should never get any publicity, especially on my podcast because it's my show. I can do whatever the hell I want, but this dude shouldn't get any type of publicity because that's all this man is is just a publicity stunt. Number eleven, yo, my man. You sat there and said that you was going, you, you, you know, you was ready to play this and that. You're not ready to play, dude. You're not. You know, you're sitting there saying that you stand by not getting the vaccine. You're speaking for the voice of the voiceless and yada, yada, yada. The whole entire team pretty much goes down and you have basically forced the Nets had to have no choice but to bring them, bring you back as a part-time player and you're going to play on road games. First of all, you were already a part-time player before COVID even happened. So what are you now? A part-time part-time player like are you just a seasonal employee are you just a temp service like I, I need answers here's another thing that i hope ends up happening i hope there is a team from california that ends up in the nba finals against the brooklyn nets if they're able to make it in the nba finals because you know what ends up happening ladies and gentlemen he can't play in neither one of those games he can't play on the road and he can't play home which means all of this is gone for nothing yo bro you're, you know, I, I talked to a friend of mine the other day and he was like, well, why are you so hard on him? You know, what's his, you know, you know, what's his take different? And I said this, it ain't, you don't, you don't do things for you, man. If you're on a team, you do things for your teammates. I don't know how Kevin Durant and James Harden feel, but if I was one of them boys, I'd be pissed, especially the usage rate that KD's at right now, where even it's a little disturbing for Steve Nash, the head coach, where they're, they're looking at his minutes and his usage and is at an all time high right now. And they're just doing everything they can do just to stay afloat, and I know they're the best team right now in the East, but they ain't played well against all the other top teams in the league, they got smoked by the Warriors, Um, they didn't really play too good against the Bulls, Uh, they haven't played too well against uh, any other, the the top echelon teams, so, I mean, I don't know what they're going to do, but I think that was definitely one of the dumbest things I ever, you know, bringing him back, I don't know what, why would you bring him back in the middle of a, in the middle of a, out, a pandemic outbreak in your even in your own team in your in your training facility that just makes no sense to me and once again it just shows me that this dude he ain't learned his lesson and even if he does come back it's gonna be some type of bs excuse on why he needs to take another leave of absence when they're almost practically you know a, a third of the season done um they're right around they're hovering right around 30 games already so we're almost talking about 40 percent of the games have been completed this season so i i, I just don't get it uh I, I don't know what the Nets were thinking. I think that was just one of the most irrational thoughts that they can, they, they thought of. And I think it was just something to kind of, you know, grab grab some attention. But it looks like it definitely backfired them. Um, it definitely backfired them. So we'll see what ends up happening. I don't think the, I don't, like I said, I don't know how what this Nets against the Lakers game in LA is going to look like on, on Saturday. So, you know, TBD, we'll see what ends up happening. But I'm not surprised by this at all definitely not surprised but it. it was more of man y'all y'all really out here reaching y'all are definitely reaching if you gotta go get that joker up out of here so um we'll see what ends up happening you know as far as uh i want to talk about the, the trailblazers i think it's time for the trailblazers to nail it in um they if i was them i would be trying to package together a deal to get cj mccollum up out of there as well as a couple other draft pieces and try to get ben simmons over there immediately um, before this season, before the wheels fall off the season way too fast, uh, 
yeah, it ain't looking good for the Blazers at all. So I don't know what they got to do to get better. Um, but it's up to Dame, and it seems like Dame is there for the long haul. And, you know, there, there's, a, there's a saying where you sometimes you're too loyal, and it ends up biting you in the butt. So hopefully it doesn't happen to Dame Lillard, but it ain't looking good for him. And I would try to get whatever I can get to get rid of C.J. McCollum and some other and load up on as many draft picks as you can and try to get Ben Simmons up get Ben Simmons over there I think is a good fresh start but then again there's a whole lot of locker room issues going on and front office issues going on with the, in Portland as well right now so it's gonna be really really interesting to see what ends up happening there same thing with the Pacers the Pacers have been extremely disappointing um, now they're talking about possibly getting rid of Miles Turner as well as Sabonis uh, I mean you can send them over to Portland to see what ends up happening but that's that's a reach too so I don't know what these these guys these teams are thinking of um, the Knicks as well they said that I'm hearing that there's absolutely no, uh, there's not a price. Uh, there's not a, you know, nobody really wants Kemba Walker. And I've been saying this for years, bro. Kemba Walker is overrated. He got lucky because he was playing in Charlotte and had a bad, you know, he was playing on a bad team. He played in the East where the East guards at the time weren't, there wasn't that many good guards. So he got away with a lot of notoriety, but the dude, you know, he ain't good. Always hurt, always injured. You know, when it's time to play the biggest games, he ain't nowhere to be found. So we'll see what ends up happening. But I mean, I, I don't know. Um, the Knicks, again, I don't know what the Knicks need to do um, to, to, to turn it around. But I feel like they need a they need a big man, another big man that can rebound the ball. So I don't know who can, what's the asking price for Kemba Walker. But I'm pretty sure it's, it's little to nothing. But what you going to get in return? So there's a lot of moving pieces that are out there. Um, and you know, still, the, 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 you know, still, I want to say early in the season, but definitely, it's not. It's it's you. You can make a nice little run in, in, in with so many games left over, especially with Christmas being somewhat of we call the unofficial official start of the NBA season, which is funny because we're already thirty games in, um, but the real season doesn't start until around Christmas. So, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. So. Hey, man, I hope everybody's been enjoying this podcast. I feel like I said, I appreciate the love, support, and everything. But, well, you know, before we dip up out of here pretty soon, hey, man, we got to talk about the Sports Business Podcast down the other day. Kind of already, you know, I mean, technically number 11 of the Brooklyn Nets, as well as the Brooklyn Nets were my dummy of the day. But also, y'all, what is the fascination for you people? Man, I'm going to say you people because I ain't took place in it at all. What's the fascination of these Jake Paul, Logan Paul, Logan from Wolverine, Chris Paul, Cliff Paul, uh, uh, you know, I don't know what's the fascination. I don't even know which one of these Paul boys fought Tyron Woodley again for the second time, and he put Tyron Woodley to sleep, um, and I guess now he's 5-0 in his professional boxing career. <sighs> Y'all. Why are y'all giving these nut jobs so much free publicity? Like, why is it so much? Do you all like? I, I gotta, I gotta ask a question. Do people buy this, buy these pay per views because they want to see this dude get knocked out, or are people buying these pay per views because they want to see this dude lose? What's my take? You couldn't pay me. You couldn't pay me to watch this dude fight. One, I feel like this stuff is literally a disrespect to the actual boxers. I don't think this is bringing any new fans into the sport of boxing, a sport that's already struggling to get new viewers, um, new fans into the game. And you got and these two idiots pull stunts like this. Do I think it's he's good? No, I don't think he's good. I don't. I haven't seen anything that shows me this dude's got talent. 
He hasn't fought any legitimate boxers. Tyron Woodley was an All-American wrestler. Nate Robinson was a three-time dunk champion. Ben Askren was an Olympian wrestler, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't know who the other person he's fought. He ain't fought a real boxer yet, y'all. He hasn't. So what gives y'all the, the thought that this man has any skills? He hasn't faced a real legitimate uh, prize fighter. Um, yeah, so ugh, this dude. Yeah, I mean, the, the, to me, I feel like it's just a disrespect to the sport. But man, these cats out here making all this money because people are buying these pay-per-views. I mean, these two dudes are the back for the biggest dummies today, but at the same time, they're probably the two smartest people because people are know they're going to tune in. I'm, I mean, a smart person like me, I'm not going to tune in to watch this nonsense because that's exactly what it is. It's nonsense. It's a show. It's it's a waste of time. Now, if he wants to go face Masvidal or, I mean, a legitimate boxer, maybe I'll watch it, but even then, I'm cool. Like, I, I don't, it is what it is, so... I mean, the Paul boys, y'all just need to go away. Leave it to the actual pros that actually want to try to actually fight. Y'all are out here just taking up space for people, you know, for actual real boxers that are trying to make that big break. And y'all are out here just wasting time. If you really want to be about that life, take a step up. Fight fight a fight an amateur. Fight a fight a legitimate prize fighter, and we'll see what ends up happening. Um, but until then, none of this stuff matters. It ain't y'all ain't fighting nobody. So <clears throat> That's my two cents of the day. Like I said, my name is Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Count Business. You can find me on Instagram at Money Compton. You can also email the show at sportsbusiness, uh, sportsbusiness at gmail.com. You can also find us on the World Wide Web at sportsbusiness.com. Um, and if, you know, like I said, appreciate everybody for listening to the show. Um, the show is available on all platforms. We're going to run it back next week for our end of the year show. And we're going to go over some of the biggest sporting stories of the season or of this year of 2021. Just a quick little recap um, and some pettiness. You know, we, we like to keep things petty around here. So once again, I appreciate everybody's love and support. And you all have a safe and Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And we will run this back next week. We out of here.